0: Hello, and welcome to Hod a Lovecraft book club. I'm your host, Todd Beardsley. This is episode 8, the From Beyond Discussion podcast, which was pre-recorded in my living room a couple weeks ago. Sorry, we've been on vacation, and I haven't gotten around to putting this out yet, but wait is over so here you go so yeah this is pod south we're trying something new we are recording uh looking at each other so the sound will be a little bit different from the last few episodes uh i won't be able to isolate tracks or edit myself out of stomping all over claire's jokes uh so we'll see how it goes
1: i'll just be more assertive this time
0: please assertive and aggressive yes those are the watch words of Pod but not shrill. Not, not shrill nor hysterical. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, weirdly, this story has uh, uh no misogyny, I don't think. There's uh
1: There's some shrillness.
0: There's some shrillness. <laughs> definitely some... There was a shrill scream, yeah. I think, from the yeah. housekeeper. Yeah. Um <laughs> But we're but we we're getting ahead of ourselves. Right. right. So this is the discussion episode from beyond uh, and it's about the story from beyond. So not only is the discussion from beyond, but the story itself is entitled from beyond.
1: The discussion is from our living room. The
0: discussion is from beyond the garage, where I usually record. <laughs>
1: we let you inside today.
0: <laughs> it's a little warm. We have like Saharan dust uh, in the air, which I think itself is like a... I'm pretty sure that's an event in one of the Arkham Horror
1: Probably. Yeah.
0: <laughs> games that we play. Um, Why
1: not? We're hitting all the. All the. Up. Yeah. Um, so, from, you know.
0: <laughs> so, from beyond is a story. Uh, does the narrator have a name? I don't believe he does.
1: No. In the Wikipedia article, which I feel <laughs> like now I can refer to that since pause, I read the Wikipedia article on i claudius and then listened to some of the episodes of i claudius, and i was like oh they are just reading straight from it. <laughs> oh no but they're talking about like how it was filmed and such as such. so uh i now feel like it's it's cool it's fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: well i mean i is quite standard and also like apparently according to our stats so this this podcast has been running for like eight weeks now um, no one listens to these discussion episodes except for possibly your mother and
1: Wait, they only listen to the, and Eric. The at one,
0: yeah. They pretty much oh. only listen to the story readings. There's a significant drop. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Huh. I think this one is much more fun than just reading the stories. Cause you can get like the red stories from, from basically anywhere since almost all of it is like out of copyright. Yeah. Um, but yeah so uh anyway from beyond what is it about it is it is a narrator who has no name uh and his uh and his buddy uh Crawford Tillinghast Crawford Tillinghast of the of the Massachusetts Tillinghast
1: good chap
0: He's living in Providence and like Providence is there's a couple Providence uh, landmarks mentioned benevolent street, benevolent street, uh, Mm -hmm. most notably, which is, which is a delightfully named street, which I believe does exist. Uh, I'll have to look it up. Um, We took the, the Lovecraft walking tour when we were in Providence and I'm positive uh, that we, we saw benevolent street there. So uh, we'll, we'll take a look. Um, But Crawford Tillinghast, he has made it. He has invented a machine. Uh it is an electrical machine. <laughs> it's important to note. Uh and it's got a bunch of vacuum tubes on it, uh mentioned. And this machine emits rays, these these ethereal rays, uh, that let the operator perceive, according to Tillinghast, the beyond, which is other dimensions, possibly all dimensions. There's there's some there's like one reference of like where like time and matter are interchangeable and like, don't have any real meaning. Um, but anyway, uh, telling uh, fires up this machine uh, when his friend comes over because he wrote to his friend. He's like, I'm sorry. I yelled at you. Um, whatever it was two weeks ago, uh, <laughs> please come over and check out this rad machine. I have.
1: If it was a text, it'd be like, you mad, bro. Yo, <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's reference is about like two years out of date. <laughs>
0: Well, he wants wants his friend to come over to play Xbox with him. Right. Uh, Instead of Xbox, it's plumb the depths of dimensionality. (laughs) And so he comes over, and he's like, yeah, check this out. Um, He turns it on. uh, A bunch of crazy stuff ensues. Tillinghast gets more and more unhinged as time goes on. Uh, Tillinghast says, aha, I've trapped you because I have these demons that I brought down from the stars, and they're going to get you. And then he suffers a stroke and dies. Oh, that's not right
1: no why did he want the demons to get his friend so uh, it just because he's gone mad basically so
0: he's a mad scientist
1: i mean he said you didn't believe me yeah, yeah that's it
0: they they laughed at me at the university and i'll show them kind of <laughs> that's that's his motive it's his one remaining friend
1: <laughs> he's gone so far around the bend
0: but... and he says to him he says like well you didn't give me encouragement when that's what i needed most so it's really his fault. Was,
1: Just when I needed you. <laughs>
0: exactly, He was not the wind beneath his wings. One interesting thing about the story is that the story was written in 1920, but it wasn't published until 1934. So that's a that's a pretty long stretch there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suspect it's gotten rewritten and rewritten and rewritten over that time. Um, one of the one of the elements I think that got added late was the the vision that the narrator has of the stone temple the stone of what Sorry. the no. stone temple pilots yes he had a vision of stone temple pilots and how crucial they are to the crow soundtrack <laughs> for some reason <laughs> um no it's a stone temple um it's described as having these like pillars that are super tall and the ground is like kind of dark and wet. And this reminded me of the temple where uh, the, the adventurer in the shadow out of time ends up um, shadow Out of time is Britain was published a year after this. Um, but I feel like it's interesting. So I feel like not only can with this machine, can you see, you know, these, these other dimensions, but you can literally like see through time. And so, we know from Shadow Out of Time which comes later that earth was populated by the great race of yith both before the time of humans and after the time of humans. They ducked out there in the middle cuz Cthulhu was around and they didn't like they didn't, they didn't want to deal with Cthulhu. Um so they but they had these temples uh, on earth. And so that's what I, I think at least is what is what that's
1: So as- what you're saying you think that he had written the story and then Later on, added it because he had it in a second. I,
0: I think he had. I think he had the draft of, or at least some ideas about Shadow of a Time. It's like, oh, I should put that. I should kind of shoehorn that in here because I feel like that whole scene. I mean, surely it's kind of is written. It feels like it's written a lot later. I, don't know, I can't put my finger on it, huh. but it feels like like the beginning and the end were like original, and then like he kind of crammed in like the visions later when he was a better yeah, writer. Do
1: they have a lot of his? I mean, did he keep? drafts of early stuff around there
0: he did he there are collections of his letters where like he'll have long passages of like i'm working on this what do you think and then he'll have like chunks of it in there Um,
1: because i guess that's what people used to do they didn't have it saved on a drive yeah the cloud
0: Yeah. (laughs) i mean
1: like they wrote it and then mailed it yeah
0: and then it came up later Go like, oh, ahead, hey, remember it, that yeah. thing you told me? Yeah. yeah, and that has come up before. I think it's in, it's either the tomb or the tree. One of those where, like, he had a story about these two guys. Anyway, like, he had a story, but, like, a friend of his had a similar story. It's like, okay, well, I'll tell you what. You publish your thing. Uh, I'll hang on to my thing for a few years, and then I'll publish it later. Got it. So there is some, there 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 is, like, a slow race there. That was
1: the either really nice of him. Yeah. Or it was like, let's see how well yours does. <laughs> then maybe I'll punch That's, up mine. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so another thing about this story that occurred to me, and I know you usually come up with the gobsmacking alternative theories.
1: Yeah, I don't have that for this one. You do not. Mostly because all I can – I you did make me – well, you didn't make me. You, we watched the Jeffrey Combs. Yes. Uh, Stuart, Gordon Stuart Gordon directed. directed movie, and all I can do is just picture Jeffrey Combs in this like, <laughs> like in both roles.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Beyond, the From Beyond movie, is definitely an alternate reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot more mid '80s fetish fashion.
1: Yeah, that, that was bizarre. But I mean, just <laughs> it's
0: like, way sexual
1: picture like jeffrey Holmes doing everything like his reactions his <laughs> you know.
0: he is he is a national treasure um well here's my alternative thinking on on from beyond so knowing that it was written in 1920 i believe that lovecraft who was like he wasn't really a germaphobe but he was definitely like a doctor phobe um he didn't like doctors at all i think that the from beyond like the things that the, the characters see and from beyond are microscopic, Garms. are germs. It is the invisible things that are around us all the time. And he oh. is coming right off of the 1918 pandemic, which of course, you know, lasted, you know, right. more than a year. Um, but he is, he, they, like, the world is like fresh off of this thing. That's, that's like
1: interesting.
0: And reading it now, you know, this, this became obvious to me this, this time yeah. around because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Right.
1: Or it's just like remember being a kid and the first time you realized, like you got you saw in a science magazine or whatever, like that dust mites are on everything, yeah, and they had them like, like magnified, <laughs> and <they're> like
0: tardigrades <laughs> are crazy looking. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, dust mites <laughs> with their like crazy like giant moths.
1: Skin yes.
0: Yeah, and they're all on so, everything. Yeah. And so I think that so I posit that while Tillinghast believes that he's seeing other dimensions, he's actually getting microscopic vision. And he can just see microscopic things okay. on a macro scale. You know, that kind of blows my whole like the the temple. Time right, traveling right, story right, out of the out of the water, but right. that could be something else, right? That could just be like the structure of you know anything, if somebody's clothes, you know. Just
1: to say, yeah, I mean, yeah. So
0: that's so that's my wow. read of, of From Beyond.
1: Now, now I feel itchy. <laughs> so, right. okay.
0: And hopefully, you too are feeling itchy, listener. Through the prism of pandemic, um, I think From Beyond takes on that interesting that kind of thing, and also too like. The whole story is so like this is real peak for me, real peak Lovecraft, even though he wrote it in 1920. um, This whole notion of like we have these men of science and they're doing science things and oh my God, they've discovered something they shouldn't know. You know, that is like for me, like one of the core tenets of Lovecraft is very
1: much. I mean, I assume must have been a big Mary Shelley fan. Oh, sure. I mean,
0: yeah. I mean, reanimator is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: A pastiche of frankenstein basically yeah. but um but maybe it's not i don't know we haven't read it yet and i haven't read it recently um sure. but uh shooting through a lot of lovecraft and this this one i think encapsulates it perfectly is this is the folly of science that that to learn is to be corrupted and it's it's almost like an anti-science kind of Thing where it's like we you know we bumble around and like we have our limited senses and so we can't possibly like uh, appreciate the cosmos with our feeble senses right and other creatures out there probably have better senses or more senses or different senses which is true like you know that like chickens can yeah you know, see in the ultraviolet spectrum for some reason um so can bees uh and they're seeing all these like whack crazy colors that we can't see at all and they're just like living their lives um you know so i think that like this this idea, that, like learning, learning is fraught. You
1: know. De- okay. Yeah. Now this is interesting because he. De- okay. So he does say these things should be left to the frigid and impersonal investigator, for they offer two equally tragic alternatives to the man of feeling and action. So.
0: Yeah. Either you will fail at learning something, and then you'll you'll despair, or you'll succeed and su- you'll be terrified.
1: Cold and impersonal. Yeah. So I don't know that he's necessarily anti-science, maybe, but more just like science
0: know. to the scientists
1: they should have sent the poet it's so beautiful yes i don't know they
0: should not have sent a poet
1: anti <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> whatever you do do not send a poet
1: i just remember like when i saw that movie thinking it was what was i high school or maybe a little, yeah. little later than that Uh, thinking it was amazing and i'm just thinking oh that might be a movie that the kids would enjoy they're young enough to still be odd
0: yeah Um, kids build a radio
1: yeah Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i like this and i will say that like i mean this uh absolutely i was like oh this is kind of what phantasm this is what phantasm is about phantasm was about this
0: yes yes it is um a much so if you had the choice to watch From Beyond or Phant- or Phantasm, Phantasm is much closer to this than From Beyond is. Phantasm is, is probably one of the purest Lovecraftian movies around because it doesn't make a ton of sense. It has the pacing yeah. of a dream. Yeah. There's like weird monsters that are just unexplained, mm-hmm. and bad stuff happens to you when you find out things about the universe.
1: <laughs> Having learned more about Lovecraft, mostly from playing. The Arkham Horror game, which is, it's just like, you know, shit's going to go wrong. Like, mm-hmm. that's... <laughs> that, that
0: is the theme. Like
1: made yeah. me understand. Like, watching Phantasm and thinking, and, and Phantasm's...
0: Two through six, yes, or whatever exactly. it is.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking, like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no point. And that's kind of, that's the thing. There's no point. It's just, there are horrors that exist. I have no point. Uh, There's no relation to us.
0: If they pay attention to you, you're in deep trouble. Most of the time though, they're just like, these warriors are happy just moving along their own, their own arcs. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Doing their own thing. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, exactly. I guess I would imagine it would be like if an ant, you know, ants are going about their daily business and like, we're going about our daily business. But if we notice one particular ant, we're going to squash it. Right you know, but we're not,
0: <laughs> we don't go out of our way. We don't go
1: out of our way to squash the ants, <laughs> but if it is right there, if I happen to take notice of it, I'm going to squash it. Well, oh, great we're horrors. And then,
0: we uh, are okay. the horrors. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> trying to think of other things. Oh, um, I like that, uh, the narrator just happens to have a gun. Um, that is a very Lovecraft yeah. board game, card game, role-playing game yeah. kind of, Element It's like, oh, and also he has a gun. And I also like that Lovecraft is like, Lovecraft seems almost like apologetic about it. He's like, well, like he writes the line that he pulls the revolver. Yeah. And he's like, oh, why would this guy bring a gun to his friend's house. Right. Oh, well, because he was robbed and he just carries his gun. On his um, the cops pick him up. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Well, here's some, here's some justice talk that maybe we can get it to. <laughs> I don't know. mostly will see where it goes. Um, but the cops pick him up because uh, he shoots the gun. After like uh, Tillinghast tells him it's like oh, I've got these demons, they're gonna come get you. Ha ha ha! Uh, he shoots the gun, and we're led to believe that he kills Tillinghast, but he does it and shoots the machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Tillinghast has suffers an apoplexy, which is just a stroke. A- ap- apoplexy.
1: Apoplexy.
0: Apoplexy. I can't say it. No, so that's a hard word. Apo- he suffers an apoplexy. I assume it's because the machine got shut off suddenly and it just like jolted and he was like, so used to it, like it jolted him out. Um, and that's what caused the, the heart attack or whatever. Um, or but the, just
1: reaching a fever pitch
0: or yeah, he's just, a, he's, just he's a mad scientist and he's yeah. been like, he's been aged unnaturally through this whole thing, which again, I think is also another time travel thing. Like the reason why he has a beard and he was just clean shaved a while ago because he's been doing some time traveling. Weeks. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not been long yeah he's been doing some time traveling on the side um, with this thing and i think that so okay so the cops hear it somehow so like they're on the street there happen to just be like patrolling and it's the 20s right so like they just walk yeah, the streets I guess. irish yeah. or whatever because that's all the cops and the untouchables <laughs> <laughs> and they hear this gunshot they come rushing over they find the dude dead they release him after three, hours. So, three he's, hours. so he is, this is another tale, I think, that is being told in the context of a police interrogation. Yeah. Um, he, tell, he, kinda, he he kind of, he goes over, like...
1: He's already been re- released, though.
0: He's been so released. Okay. He did tell the coroner, like, broad strokes what was going on, but he didn't want to tell the coroner too much because they would think he was crazy. And the police are like, whoa, well, obviously he just hypnotized you. Yes. And it's like... Uh, sure. I'll take it. Yes. <laughs> let me just let me go home. <laughs>
1: so within three hours, uh huh, they have determined, like you can't get an autopsy done in three hours. Like
0: three-hour autopsy.
1: They determined. Oh nope. No, I mean I can see how there's no gunshot wound on him. There's no blood. I mean I don't. Yeah, I don't think you're getting. And I think, three hours. you can't even get booked in well, the Well, nowadays. Well,
0: yeah. here's the thing, right? Like, why, why are the cops even around in the first place? Is it because they already suspect telling Tillinghouse? Because the servants have all disappeared. That
1: makes sense. You know? the
0: And they disappeared a while they ago. They exist
1: independent of the outside world. They have families. And yeah, they, they don't live don't, there. They don't live yeah. there at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Don't, the butler
1: even has a name. That makes sense, yeah.
0: So I'm thinking the cops. They all had names on Well, yeah. Um, yeah, well, the, the, I don't remember it. I don't have it up in front of me. I just made, I know. Yes.
1: What you're
0: they saying. all have Yes.
1: That. He's the only one named.
0: Yes. But, well, the butler's named and then the, the housekeeper is also named. <laughs> yeah. is something or other. Um,
1: Ms. Busybody. <laughs> Ms. Ms. Light Turner
0: on. Ms. Light Turner on. When I specifically told you not to turn the lights on. Uh, <laughs>
1: it's the woman again. It's
0: her own fault. Um, she didn't want to get consumed. <laughs> she should have been dressed that way, and she wasn't because the clothes were left behind. Um, but yeah, so the cops are. So I think the cops are on a stakeout. They're hanging out outside the house. They're waiting for something to come up. They see this guy come up. They're like, "Ooh, somebody just went in. Let's find out what happened." And then, you know, gunshot. Less than an hour later, it's like, "Well, here yeah. we go. Pop on in. Roll the
1: gauze." Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I think I think he's I think he's captured the attention of the
1: constabulary already. Yeah, I think you're right. For sure, I like
0: that. And that's why they're so eager to put this whole thing away. It's like, oh, heart attack, uh, probably hypnotized you. Yeah. Case closed. And we can, and we can also close all of these other cases.
1: He doesn't he hasn't done anything wrong? So therefore, they can they can write off like, oh, he was hypnotized. You yeah. know, I mean, if he had actually shot him, I don't think they they would have.
0: Well, they might have <laughs> gotten him off. Who knows? You know, <laughs> if yeah. he had accidentally shot him instead. Uh yeah I mean this might have gone another way for the narrator but probably not because this guy as far as they're concerned this is their guy you know
1: so okay so let's be clarify okay clarify that so the jellyfish things uh-huh. the did were not what what got the servants things we don't see
0: yeah so that's the thing jellyfish. it's like these jellyfish guys these these like flabby. these flabby oozy uzi things they eat each other all the time but telling says oh no no, no, those things are harmless there are much worse things out here he's positing that he was in the middle of some like demon-y thing um and and he's got great power now and all that because maybe he's making deals again with the time like who knows what he's been up to for the last 10 weeks yeah um you know, but then the, the, you know, the maid turned on the lights and then she got eaten up by, by one of these like awful demons, the, one of these things that will actually disintegrate you. Yeah. Um, which according to him also, by the way, is not painful. You just like cease to exist. So who knows like what it is? You yeah. Know, it might be like, you know, phaser set on disintegrate and you're dead like in under a second. So it doesn't really like you'll, you're dead before you know it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. But there are demons out there according to. To him, which again may, maybe you know, well the 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 Yithians don't seem to like be real concerned with like yeah. killing people. Just call them pets. Yeah, my
1: pets. yeah. This is very histrionic. <laughs> I I mean it's fun, but it's yeah.
0: it's. He gets more and more unhinged. Tillinghast does like as he's describing
1: things. He, he goes full Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, before Jeffrey Combs existed.
0: Mm-hmm case closed this is why all the servants are gone this is why Tillinghast uh, had a sudden stroke and and I guess that's it
1: what prevents me from believing the doctor is this (laughs) one simple fact that the police never found the bodies of those (laughs) servants whom they say Rawford Tillinghast murdered
0: yep (laughs) but he knows yeah narrator knows narrator knows there's something up here
1: Mm mm-hmm so yeah There's no other explanation <laughs> <laughs> but the features from beyond
0: uh-huh. <laughs> the macro viruses yeah.
1: yeah i enjoyed it oh it was fun it's good
0: i like it too um you know we'll i, I this is another like pretty short short story um i'm just not I'm working out my confidence to read like a longer one and I'm wondering if I should split it up into two parts or something like that. Because like this is right about the range where it starts getting a little bit too long, I guess, to read it all in one sitting, maybe. I don't know. Like this one, I read this in about, I think the last podcast was like 18 minutes long or something like that. Um,
1: well, how long would the next longer one be?
0: Like the next class of length, really, mm-hmm. is it's is twice. like t- is twice this. Yeah. So that's a that's a solid half an hour and change, like forty minutes. Yeah. Um. So it is, might take me a couple times. Maybe I'll release it all.
1: Is once. your concern? Yeah. Is your concern that people don't want to listen for that one, or that you don't want to read it? I
0: don't know if I want to listen
1: that long. <laughs> in terms of editing. and...
0: Well, I mean, editing, editing is hard. Well, whatever. I mean, work is work, but. Um, I'm worried that yeah, I'm worried that it is too long for someone to fit into like a like like I like podcasts that are twenty to thirty minutes long. I think that's a that's a good sweet spot. It used to be like you'd time against like people's, you know, commute to work. Yeah. We don't have that anymore. So and no one has listening. No. Um, but well,
1: that's I will, me.
0: I will give a longer one a shot. You know what? I'll say okay, I'll do it right now. I'll commit right now. To read Shadow Shadow Out of Time, which is one of the best ones in my opinion. It is often considered a novella. Yeah. Um, it's fairly long. It might end up being a a fifty minute read or something like that. If it ends up being too long, I'll just cut it too. Yeah. But I'll get through it. And it's a great one. It's got the great race of yet. Who doesn't love the great race of yet? The great race.
1: <laughs> of oh, yeah.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean if you want to talk about racists those <laughs> Yithians why they take the cake
1: <laughs> well you know, I mean if they call themselves the great race that's, uh...
0: Yep. all right well I think that's it um, I'll do so I'm going to pre-record the intro but we'll just do the outro right now And so this has been Podsofa a Lovecraft book club with me your host Todd Beardsley and also, Claire Renz. Oh. Well, I never know if you're going to jump in. Let's do that again. And also...
1: Claire Renz. Esquire.
0: Esquire. And if you want to talk to us, it's very easy to do. You can either follow us on Twitter, at PodSafa, or you can write to us over the email at hideous at club. If you do write to us, and we do end up reading your thing... Uh, please make sure to give some pronunciation guidance on how to say your name. And that's it. Have a, have a hideous night.
1: Should we start making up letters from people that we can email, that we can read? Yes. <laughs>
0: yes, we should. Oh no, we're still recording. <laughs> Our conspiracy is blown. <laughs>